Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Loki, Episode 5, Journey into Mystery. So let's get into it with the recap. Sylvie learns from Renslayer that Loki was teleported to the Void, a dimension at the end of time where everything the TVA prunes is dumped. Meanwhile, the other variants tell Loki that a cloud-like creature named Eliath guards the Void and prevents anyone from escaping. In an attempt to reach Loki, Sylvie prunes herself and narrowly escapes Eliath with Mobius's help. Boastful Loki attempts to betray the other Lokis for President Loki and his band of Lokis, causing a fight to ensue while Loki and his variant allies escape. After reuniting with Loki, Sylvie proposes a plan to approach Eliath and enchant it, in hopes that it will lead them to the real mastermind behind the TVA. As the Lokis head towards Eliath, Mobius uses the tempad Sylvie stole from Renslayer to return to the TVA. Kid Loki and Alligator Loki escape, while Classic Loki creates a large illusion of Asgard to distract Eliath, sacrificing himself in the process. This allows Loki and Sylvie to successfully enchant the creature and move past the void. Noticing a citadel in the distance, the pair walk towards it. Damn. I mean, you weren't kidding when they were saying, like, we're going to mix it up in those last two episodes. We're in a completely different vibe here. This this was like a Dungeons and Dragons episode from a chaotic universe. And I knew it. This was like a chaos reality where everything was just dumped and it just all exists here at the end of the fucking universe the void what did i call it last week a, a junk drawer reality yeah as at the end of at the end of time of extremely doctor who construct there is a junk drawer which has everything and a giant comics based mo- cloud monster that eats everything yeah i had to look up Eliath, but apparently that's an actual thing in the comics and it's heavily associated with Kang. Yes. And I feel like, I mean, like there was a lot of more Kang things in this as like hints. And the more and more I get, like they're force feeding this shit. Like it's so obvious it either is or that they're just trying to distract us from something else. On the flyby at the beginning of the episode, did you catch how it said Kang on the Stark Tower? Yeah, Kang Enterprises was there. You know, in the comics, it's associated with Reed Richards and all this other. There's so much. There's so much to unpack if you want to take the. That's why, you, like, you can't really obsess over the comics because the comics is literally just going to take you on a, a million different joy rides in all these directions, and I bet none of them are actually going to be the ones that hit. Is I still feel like it's Kang. It's I had a whole bunch of people screaming about like Miss Minutes. Oh, it's Miss Minutes. It's Miss Minutes. No, it's not Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes still looks like she's just you know, a secretary. So, I mean, like, what? Well, maybe that's just what they wanted something adorable to, like, have that and like, a good voice behind it. I don't know. Maybe it is Miss Minutes at the end of the day and she's just playing a cute and coy. But I, I feel like if it is, then she's just a, she's just an avatar for, for, for Kang. You know, like, if that's, that's, if that's the way we go. If it's not Kang and if it's something completely off the cuff that we can't predict, like another Loki. To me, at, at this point, it's either got to be Kang because they are beating us over the head with Kang stuff, or it's another Loki, which they've kind of been setting up for a while. I mean, we even said in the first episode, like, you know, Loki's philosophy and the TVA's philosophy, kind of the same philosophy. And then in this episode, the bit with Mobius where he's talking about how with Loki's, it's always games within games. Yeah, I mean, they're just setting up for a huge betrayal, which at the end of the day, it's like, well, maybe, you know, Lady Loki is is really going to be the problem. Maybe Sylvie is going to betray us at the end of the day. Maybe it's another Loki just being another being a wise ass and controlling it all. And it's, and it, we're all like victims to it. It's, there's still so many different ways you can go. And I love the fact that we have no fucking clue. 
Every single episode of the show has been like a surprisingly delightful experience where we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like the more we predict it, it's just like, oh, like I have no clue what, 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 where it's going to go from here. Like other than just still being like, all right, Kang is still being referenced everywhere. You know, we know he's coming. So it's like, is this just a very long setup? You know, I was thinking like, is he imprisoned in this other dimension? And really like, you know, Smoke Monster is, is the guard dog to keep him in you know as opposed to keeping us out like how is this i'm still like really curious about this end of the world castle thing so we'll see this if this is kang's domain if this is something else still a lot still a lot here to to figure out as we go through do you think that renslayer was telling the truth at least as far as her not understanding or knowing that she was being lied to she's constantly been like pretending like, hell, even Renslayer was vibing, you know, the betraying capacity of a Loki at this point. So everyone's a Loki uh, <laughs> at this, this stage of the game. But Rensla- I don't trust Renslayer at all, at all. So I don't, I don't believe her. I believe that she may want some semblance of control back, but how much of that is, is just her OCD and how much of that is, is her being a villain? I don't know. Well, it seems to me like she probably didn't know that the timekeepers were bullshit. But I don't know. I, I want to see where she goes in this next episode. I, I, she's obviously a villain, but I, I just wonder how much she's actually known. I think she knows way more than we've, than we've seen so far. I think because every single time we've gotten to the twist, she's known. You know, the whole bullshit thing about just trust me, just trust me. It's like, nah, like she was lying the whole time. And I mean, in the comics, she is Kang's girlfriend. So, I, I you know, everyone's working for Kang. Renslayer's working for Kang. Sylvie's working for Kang. Who knows? Favorite thing about this whole episode? That fucking alligator. That's fair. Alligator Loki is probably the best. My favorite thing about it, though, is the reaction shots. When they were all talking, like, they would pan to alligator Loki, and it would just be an alligator. Yeah, it's just an alligator growling at you, and you're just like, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. That is alligator for growling and saying liar at the same time. Also, get completely fucked, President Loki. Yeah, I know. My God, he's such an ass. And I love that everyone just rolled their eyes at him and they're just they're they're offended by his existence. And this is like the kind of Loki that we would see at, at the end of Thor one. You know, this is just there's no character development. Nobody cares. He doesn't care about any of it. There's no growth. It's not even like post Avengers Loki. It's it's pre Avengers Loki. He's just angry and wants to rule everything. And like I I love Richard Grant's uh, performance of Old Man Loki. At first I was like, wow, this is not what I was expecting. But it was so delightful and so enchanting. I love it. And he's just so over everything. He's the one who's just he's he's there. He's done the growth. He's did the work. And he wanted to go see his brother and give him a hug. And that's when the TVA found him. Fuck you, TVA. Even little boy Loki, I feel like that says something. That child Loki was like, I killed Thor. And now, I mean, whatever whatever catharsis he had after killing Thor and either being without him or not growing up in his shadow, that's evolved him to the point where they had to get rid of him too. So Lokis are not allowed to prove themselves. They are only allowed to be this educational tool for others so my favorite thing about the old loki is that he's essentially the mcu prime loki just if he faked his death during infinity war and i think that that's 
awesome. And also that was like a big fan theory for like basically until Endgame came out. Yeah, and I think that means that we can have him back at some point in time. Like whether he died here or whether he was illusioning himself or whatever, whatever it was, we can have another presence of old Loki from Grant. And I, I think that would be so fucking amazing. I, I love that he's out there and that we've established. Yeah, he was so good. And then he had just, uh his illusion at the end was so, it, it was just such a good way to like, possibly kill the character or maybe not because he is also a master of illusion he might not be dead just that 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 flight of the valkyries yeah it was so amazing his body language the way he casted everything just the cackling at the end i just i loved it all you really can't go wrong with richard e grant he's so good and i think one of the saddest things about him is that doctor who wasted him so hard when doctor who had him that's a, that's another thing about this show. Like, I think the reason why I keep coming back to this show and Doctor Who is like this show has been doing Doctor Who so better than Doctor Who has done in several years. Yeah, I I, I can't not agree with you here. <laughs> My fucking license plate says TARDIS. I'm a big Whovian man. But like last couple seasons, eh, this show th- in like three or four episodes has just has done more has done more Doctor Who than than actual Doctor Who. Has done it's done it. the concepts better. I feel the zaniness of like traveling all over the universe. And what are we what are we in for this week? You know, it's like I, I would love Loki to continue. And that's the thing I was thinking about what's closing up and how things are going to resolve. And like, is it going to resolve or are we just going to rely on a second season and just have a another cliffhanger just a little bit more intense than this one? Is it going to be an, a season of just other Lokis that we follow around and a Doctor Who-esque element of this weird jump drawer reality? But like, there's so much you can do with this concept. And it all depends on, on how far they're going in season one. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing. It's such an open-ended, interesting concept. Because I would... I mean, if this show ran for seven seasons and it was just Tom Hiddleston fucking around in time and space with Sylvie and Mobius... I'd be completely okay with it. Oh, totally. Totally. Like they're all just like running around the multiverse trying to like meet up, but they keep missing each other and they keep like getting lost in various points in time and space. And they just keep trying, just make it like a sliders, Dr. Who kind of thing. I'm down for that. I love these characters so much. I really hope we don't make it Sylvie being a betrayer. Cause I love her. You know, I, I gave you shit for the whole like self cessed bullshit, but I really love them together. This episode really solidified it. So I, my heart's going to be probably broken at some point because one of them is going to die again. That, that's the thing. Like, I don't think I don't think that Sylvie can be like the betrayer because her relationship with Loki is what's caused Loki to grow. I would be really upset, though, if they end up killing her off in the next episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I'm like, OK, if it's not going to be a betrayer, then they, they could just kill her. And that would just piss off Loki, depending on how she dies and where he goes for his vengeance. Let's talk about this though loki is a smooth fucking operator because he wasn't cold he's a frost giant he just wanted to snuggle with her under that blanket yeah but like then wouldn't he have conjured it for both of them at first he's playing it cool man i because i don't i think this is the least cool we've seen loki he is adorably awkward it's so charming though them talking about their nexus event and just being like oh isn't that funny ha 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 yeah exactly and I was like, well, what, I don't know what, you know, you don't have to do this. Like, I don't even know what we're doing here, what this is. Like, what, what is this? They're both equally confused by this connection. So fucking cute. It really freaking is. What, what is it that she said? This Is this a um, tablecloth? Like, no, it's a blanket. Yeah, it didn't look very snuggly. No, it didn't look like I would have I would have conjured like something a little more fluffy. I would have conjured like a two person snuggie 
Yeah, that would have been nice. Going back to Kid Loki for a second, my headcanon is that his nexus point was like that story that Thor told in Ragnarok, like he turned himself into a snake. And then you just killed him. <laughs> well, so I, I hope we get a little bit more on Kid Loki because that, 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 that kid's great. I love the character, the way he plays it off. Him holding up the Ecto cooler, the Ecto one cooler. I used to drink that shit in the 80s. Like that, that just made me giggle so hard. Oh no, my friend. I also grew up with Ecto Cooler because they didn't discontinue it until like 2001. Are you sure? I feel like they, I didn't, couldn't find it in my area after, after like 91. Oh no, I, it, it was a staple of my childhood. Yeah, they stopped distributing it on the East Coast or in New York. I don't know because I feel like I could not get a hold of it after a certain period of time. I loved that shit as a kid. Uh, I was really happy to see him drinking that. Mm-hmm. that's what he was drinking for his toast it was just richard grant pouring like boxed rocks at wine down the loki alligator's gullet oh god so beautiful that the whole everything with that alligator i swear like he stole the show for me like they did get help with the alligator like the alligator bit off Loki, like annoying vote trump loki's hand like that alligator did a lot <laughs> You know how like they when things are really popular in like the movies or the TV shows, uh, they'll bring them into the comics. They better make a comic about Loki Gator because yeah. fuck. we need we need to have a better name because everyone was calling him like Crokey because everyone thought he was a crocodile. It's like he's a fucking alligator. So can't go with that anymore. I think Loki Gator is pretty good. Loki Gator is good. Loki Gator is good. What was your favorite Easter egg? Because this episode was littered with them. Even the title Journey into Mystery is a reference to the comic that Thor and Loki were introduced in. Thanos copter. Okay, good choice. That's also mine. And a friend of mine had actually texted me at midnight, but I was asleep. Just the time code, eight minutes and 50 seconds. So I was like on the lookout. And as soon as I saw that fucking helicopter, I lost my damn mind. I died. I died. I remember when, when I think it was when Infinity War came out and like I had not seen or read that comic but, you know, there were a whole bunch of articles about the silly Spider-Man issue where Thanos had a copter. And I was like, no, that can't be. And then, you know, like there was an article with the whole with the whole pages, with all the pages. And I read it and I'm like, holy shit, that was a real thing. <laughs> that really happened. And then to make it canon in this Easter egg hunt of multiversal junk drawer crazy nonsense just makes me so giddy. It's so blissfully giddy. It's real. The Thanos copter is real. At least in some reality. Yeah, there is a reality out there where Thanos descended upon humanity in the Thanos copter. I would have to say that close second, though, Throg. Yes, Throg jumping up, trying to get Mjolnir. They they like those like weird reveals where they're like going between levels and they're showing shit in between the levels. Like they did that with Wanda. Yeah, it's like the the weird like floorboard reveals. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they were doing. But it was so cute. I'm so happy we saw Throg. Yeah, the label on Throg's uh, jar was T365, which is Thor 365, his debut issue. It's so fucking good. There was he had the yellow jacket helmet, uh, which had grown in ma- in massive size, so he had been experimenting to be Giant Man, I guess, and that didn't go very well. Um, Helicarrier. Avengers Tower, we saw that. Um, uh, Ronin's ship, the Darkaster. There was like a bust of the Living Tribunal. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I missed that one. That's freaking cool. I mean, I guess they had the model because they were they were gonna put it in uh, in in Endgame, right? Or Infinity War, one of those two. Oh, were they? 
Yeah, there was originally going to be a scene with Strange dealing with the Living Tribunal, and they cut it out. Like, I think it was filmed, and they just said, this doesn't fit here. We don't want to throw all this stuff in there. Huh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Strange was going to go hang out with the Tribunal. So eventually, like, they keep teasing putting that in there, and there's another example of it. It's in there. Maybe it'll end up in Eternals. Also, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but among President Loki's posse, there was uh, the Goatman Loki. Oh, nice. No, I didn't see that one. That's really cool. Not a Marvel Easter egg, but the USS Eldridge. Yeah, I recognize that boat. I used to I used to research the Philadelphia and the um, uh, experiment, and because so, I uh, I grew up on like military uh, conspiracy supernatural shit. So them trying to make a cloaking device was fascinating to me. Love those movies. And and yep, that was the ship. And so sad to like whatever experiment they did got fucked up. Cause like, I wonder whether they got there because of the experiment or because the TVA sent them there. Like did they bring themselves there essentially because of that experiment? Like that's what I wondered in the back of my head and a little bit of head cannon. Like they did it. They succeeded in breaking time and space and that's where they ended up and then they were eaten by a cloud monster like you do i mean and that did i mean like it wasn't eating metal it was like eating all the flesh it just was eating everybody there that that's it was so brutal it reminded me of like lost but done better we also got our polybius yep we got you saw that in the in the bowling alley which that is a great hideout for kid loki is like a like a a pruned bowling alley with just a bunch of like random crazy shit in it yeah, that, that just looks like a complete, like, Loki man cave. Everyone just has their thrones. He has his mega throne. Like, old man Loki has his, like, lounger. You know, they all have their own chairs. Alligator Loki's chilling in his pool. So fucking beautiful. Simple things in life, man. I think I've watched it, like, five times already, and I'm going to watch it again. It's so good. Like, again, I, I was kind of, like, feeling a little bit like, oh, this is so different. It's so weird. And like, it took me a moment. And then once I got there, it's just like, I don't want to leave. I, I just kept watching it on repeat. What did you think of Mobius now that he is, uh, he's like on fire and going to go burn down the TVA? His line of just like, it's never too late to change. It's, it, it was, so, it hit so hard and was so good. And that's what hit uh, Richard E. Grant's old man Loki at that moment in time. Like that was the moment where he considered, maybe I should stop being like a coward. You know, maybe I should stop being so scared and actually do something again. Like, because you can tell these guys like all tried shit and they failed. So Mobius is like that one line, I think, brought old old man Loki into like, I, I can maybe still be useful. I can still go out with glorious purpose. <laughs> so beautiful. But Mobius, getting back to Mobius, I, 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 I it warmed my heart the entire episode, seeing him apologize and try to like fix the problem. And he's going to go back, I think, with a vengeance. And, like, we may not see the TVA in the next episode. It may not be about that anymore. Like, we know the system exists. Mobius is going to try to take it down. But we may not acknowledge its existence until next season, you know, and come back to it. So that might have been our goodbye. It was a very beautiful goodbye. You know, you're, you're my favorite. At least for this season, I think. I think this is the last time we're going to see them together. Yeah, I, f I feel like we're not going to see what Mobius is going to do to the TVA. And like the next time we, we see him, it's going to be like, oh, you have no idea what's happened. Like, you know, I mean, it's been it's been a civil war to TVA, man. You know, I feel like we're going to see him face off against Renslayer next episode. You think we'll have like a meanwhile elsewhere on the planet thing? Yeah, just because they have set up like this this 
special friendship between him and Renslayer. I, I feel like there has to be some kind of closure there. For this season, though? I mean, like, if, it depends on what they want to do with the TVA story. Because if it's, like, a longer thing, they could save it all for next season. And it, we could all just be bouncing around a, a TVA civil war with people on Mobius' side and Renslayer's side. So you wouldn't get closure just yet if you want to have something bigger. My money is definitely on Mobius because he's got Hunter B-15. And she is pissed. <laughs> I'm kind of upset we didn't get C20. I was kind of sad that we didn't see her running around like as, you know, like a refugee in the in the junk drawer reality. Um, she got eaten by a lioth. She did. Poor girl. Well, that's what you get for being in an alligator tank. <laughs> double enchantment powers, though. Yeah, double enchantment. That, that Again, a beautiful scene. It's like we're all more powerful than than we thought we were after seeing old man Loki's powers. And like, they just they join hands and through the power of love, self-love. Because that's what this show is about. Mock it. We can mock it with narcissistic, you know, like jokes and stuff. But at the end of the day, this show is all about self-love. Um, and that's this metaphor right here is loving all the versions of yourself and accepting that and growing and which ones are growing, and which ones not. I mean, Marvel is really just hitting all the psychological therapy points this this year. Yeah, man. What the hell? Like, get over grief. Get over, you know, post-traumatic stress and becoming who you are, you know? Get over yourself. Get over, get over yourself and then learn to love yourself. Get over grief, get over yourself, and love yourself. That's it. That's that's it. Get death of ego, build up of love. There's so much stuff among these among these shows. When I when Loki's done and I watch them all, it's just going to be like, okay, I can, I can cancel my therapist because this... Apparently, Disney Plus is doing the job now. It was really amusing for me to see our Loki just be so completely over his own shit during that fight scene. Completely. Like he, even when he saw like his other version, which looked exactly like him, which you could tell was probably just like an asshole version of him. He was like, this is a fucking nightmare. You know, it was like, he's just so over it all. And then all the other Lokis like, God damn, we're just broken. All of us are freaking dang. He's just so frustrated. He just wants to be left alone and, and be able to grow and chill. And he wants good people around him. And he's just he hate that that boastful Loki was 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 a traitorous asshole. And even even kid Loki's like, oh, you just you try a little bit and you get screwed. It's like you know, we're just not allowed. We're not allowed to improve. Damn. It's it's beautiful. It really is. You know, before this show, you and I both, I think, lamented the death of the prime Loki because we had seen him grow over, you know, several movies and we'd become so attached to him. I think the the kind of sped up growth that this Loki has gone through is more than comparable. Yeah, no, he's definitely made up for that. I don't feel that lamenting. I feel like he's done that and and gotten a bag of chips for his troubles. Like when he said to Sylvia in this episode, like, that's not who I am anymore. I want to believe him so hard and I do believe him. And that's the thing. It's like the end of Ragnarok right there. Like when he cut, when he catches the, the thing that Thor throws, you know, like that line reminded me of that moment is like, I'm here. Like, this is who I am now. I don't want to be that person anymore, which means he's probably going to die. We don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen. So we can't. Uh, How many Lokis do you want to build up just to kill at the end? Like, that's that's what this show is is teasing. He died last episode. He's died so many times. <laughs> he died so many times. But that's that's Loki. That's Let Loki win for once. What's going to happen? Because this is this is my take on it. And then this is me being cynical, cynical jackass, Joseph, here. So, like, okay. Um for the MCU to continue without people watching this show, people just watch the movies, and Loki's eventually going to make his way back. He's probably going to be in Love and Thunder, right? So which version of him is going to appear in Love and Thunder? Is it going to be a new Loki? 
Is it going to be Sylvie? Is it going to be him? Is it going to be the kid made by him and Sylvie? Is it like, which Loki are we going to get that's going to be there? And will it be this evolved Loki or a progressive Loki? Or is it just going to be another asshole because that's what the audience is familiar with? I think that these shows are so integral that they wouldn't reset this character just so he could be an asshole again. I feel like... And I don't know, I, I honestly don't know if they're going to bring him into Love and Thunder, if they're even going to bring him back to like the prime MCU universe. But I really hope that they just give him the chance to win and to evolve and to not die. We got the chance to see Loki be a hero for the first time really ever completely here with old man Loki, you know, and not in some boastful last minute like all right you know <laughs> coming here your savior is here ragnarok kind of moment it was sincere like i'm gonna sacrifice myself and do this assuming like he's dead but even still the 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 energy was there he, he put forth the effort and old man loki did his thing to save the day like that's being a hero so this loki instead of like letting thor die and just pretending to be debris before going and retiring on a planet all on his own. He did the selfless thing. He did the Tony Stark endgame thing and saved his friends and possibly sacrificed his life. That's Loki being a hero. So I hope that's not the last we see of that particular Loki because that is well-deserved some kind of evolution. We may see Richard E. Grant playing another version of old man Loki. Maybe a more de- maybe he's the one responsible for the whole thing. You know, an older evil or like what we thought we were going to get event and this was just like a tease to throw us off the scent who knows and we'll know next week probably were you surprised there was no post credit yeah that actually took me by surprise like I, i'm sure I i'm sure we're gonna get one for the last episode i'm sure too but like I, I was very surprised like we got one for the last episode like so and not for this one i almost feel like they're setting this episode up to be like i like this was almost like a, a two-parter finale, you know, where it's like, all right, the episode before the finale, and we got part one of the finale, and then so we're not going to get a post-credit sequence because this is still the finale. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Like, for episode four, it made so much sense to have a post-credit scene just because of the way that episode ended. Mm-hmm. This one just feels like it is going to be continued in the next episode, so maybe it just didn't make sense to have a post-credits. Yeah. It's just like I, I was, I was just taken aback by it. I was like expecting it and wasn't there. And it was. Oh like, no! Yeah, I waited for it. I watched it again. I rewinded it. I thought maybe my my thing fucked up. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, I was surprised that there wasn't one. But I'm sure we're gonna get at least one at the end of the next episode. At least, at the very least. I'm gonna make a prediction right now. The next episode is gonna have two post credits. One is going to be a normal post credits, and the other one is going to be the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. You think it's going to be a trailer? No, I don't actually think that's the case. But I really hope that the reason why they haven't released the trailer for No Way Home is that they are waiting for the end of Loki. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I see what you're saying. We're, we, we're waiting for a reveal. But then I think it would happen in like a week after. They'd give people a chance. I... I Putting it at the end of the episode would be smart. Like, all right, we got that. But then the spoilers for that would be all over the place. So um, I feel like they'd wait a week for everyone to watch it. And then we'll get the trailer if it's associated with that. God, I hope so. Because we're waiting on that just to see what the fuck is going on. I've never had trailer blue balls the way I do right now for No Way Home. In seven days, we'll have finished Loki and Black Widow. Seven more days. Ugh, seven more days. For now, though, let's shimmy on over to our Star Wars corner 
and briefly talk about Bad Batch Episode 10, Common Ground. Did you like the episode, Jason? I did. Did you like the episode, Joseph? I think so. I'm trying to remember it. So, I mean, it was, I do remember that it was um, a rescue Arman Bashir from Deep Space Nine because the senator was was voiced by uh, Alexander Sitting from uh, DS9. And that's really about it. It was, it was like a, I think it was Hunter getting over like these damn separatists. I don't want to do anything with these damn separatists. The war is not over. I think it was all of them kind of getting over that because Echo is very much prejudiced against the separatists. Yeah. Or they all were, if I remember correctly, which I don't, to be honest. But uh, this was the episode where uh, where Omega got left behind and we, we realized she knows how to play holographic chess really well. Apparently she's good at strategy. Yeah, I guess that's her superpower because... I thought that was Hunter's superpower. He's a, he, he, he does senses. Like he can like smell a, a, an enemy for like a thousand miles away or something like that. He's, he's like a dog. He's basically like one of my like werewolf characters. Well, you know what? I hope that they actually start utilizing Omega like this because that's a pretty cool superpower. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if that's her thing and she's a strategist, great. Let's finally use her. And I think if this episode finally, like, closed the door on, like, Omega being useless and, like, a child so we don't have to treat her like Grogu anymore, then we can finally move on to some real good content and what this show is. And she Not paid off everyone's debts. She did. What a hustler. So whatever her name is uh, from Cheers, Sid, <laughs> is, is now very happy. The senator's mustache was pretty jarring. Yeah, that was. That was a little weird. That was a little, he, reminded, he reminded me of something, someone that was on like Bioshock Infinite, like one of those barons. Good for him, though, not going with the Empire's bullshit. Yeah, no, he decided to be like an act. Because like at the end of the day, when it comes to the politics of the Separatist War, like the, the Separatists were just being screwed in the same way that the Republic was. It was it was all a ruse. It's like there was no real differences between the two factions. We as the audience know that it it's always heartbreaking that like the characters never really figure that out. Yeah. Well, and by rebels, they do. That's why it was that there was a whole episode that was a tribute to the Clone Wars when they had like the last few uh, the last few droids that were remaining in service were fighting against our heroes. And that was a good episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Ah, I love Rebels so much. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying I'm not liking uh, Bad Batch, but so far, it's I, compared to like my excitement for Rebels at the same time frame, it's not there yet. Like, I, I know you said it took you a moment to like maybe get used to Rebels, and 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 that I I still am. I I remember watching it for the first time, and by episode four, I mean like by even episode one, I was all for it. And I just kept going, and I grew with it. Uh, it took me longer to get used to. Uh, Clone Wars, and it took me to dive into Rebels. Like Rebels, I think I was there from day one, feeling it. Clone Wars took a couple of seasons. Rebels and this show both had extremely strong pilots, and then they kind of floundered a bit. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't agree with the floundering for Rebels, but I definitely agree with this. This, this, like the pilot of this show was was on point and got me super excited. And then it, it's like once the show actually started it was like all right get on with it get on with it and we've only had like one or two episodes where i'm like all right those are important episodes keep those now i feel i feel next. it's to me i feel like all of the animated series while they are good like it's the same thing it's like when they're firing on all cylinders they're they're cooking uh but when they're kind of spinning their heels they're a little bit of a slog because i feel that way 
about Clone Wars and Rebels too. The Clone Wars in the beginning seasons, definitely. I think later on, when we got to like the last few seasons, like I think every episode hit. Like I, I don't think I, I questioned anything. You know which arc I thought in the last season was kind of a miss? The Bad Batch episode. But I, I am quite certain that at the end of the day, when this show is completely done, I will look back on it extremely fondly and I'll just be like, oh, there's a bunch of episodes that aren't memorable, just like the Clone Wars. We will see how that all pans out at the end of the day. And that's all she wrote for that episode. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I got nothing else. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.